0: Love talk radio. Are you it's
1: time for the Get Ready Show! I am the
0: best in the world for what I do Best in pro wrestling talk. And that's the bottom line. The flip stone project This right here is the future of wrestling. And it begins.
2: Thank you for tuning in Uh, the Ken Reedy Show. Check us out on KenReedyShow.com. Go to Facebook, Facebook.com slash Show, and you can always follow us on Twitter right here. This is where it's at the best in pro wrestling talk. But guess what? If you've noticed, the opening was a little bit different today because, well, my tag team partner, Dave, has decided not to call in. We tried to get him on the line, and it looks like everything's working, technologically speaking, so I guess this whole DOD Tristan thing has gotten him so worked up. He doesn't even call in. I mean, you know, this is frustrating because you try and do two hours, you try and do the best in pro wrestling talk, you try and just, you know, give the masses what they want, and, you know, this sort of thing, I, you know, I don't, I, I got a show to do here, and, you know, I'm just, hold on, I'm calling, like, did you come in here? I'm getting my producer in here to, to – because I, I don't know where to go right now with, with the show. Um I'm trying to – come on in, please. Yeah, uh, Michelle, why don't you sit down and, and uh, grab a mic. Our, our producer is, is here right now, and she's sitting down grabbing the microphone um, because you know, my co-host decided not to be part of the show. So I guess – guess what? You're the co-host today. How do you feel that, producer?
3: Lovely. Like old times
2: gold times it's it's not fun times, no, uh, not fun times. right now um I, I don't know what to do about this uh right now so i mean uh, i guess you're you're on on co-host duty for for the show
3: well the show must go on so i'll do what i can
2: okay so uh uh being the, the co-host um you know let's let's I, you know what why don't we here, since being a crazy female why don't we get right into the wrestling talk and and With the AJ storyline going on right now in the WWE, what are your thoughts on a female having that role?
3: Well, um, besides the fact that I think you just insinuated me being of the crazy female variety, I'm going to not really comment on that because we do have a show to do. Um, At first, actually, I've always liked AJ because I think that her style is very – it's not very diva-esque. It's it's more like a tomboy, you know, and and she – She wears the duck tees, which we all know that I enjoy myself wearing, and the official sneaker of SRO. Um, But I've always liked her because she's very athletic, and she doesn't really mess around. Like you know, she's not overly sexual, and it's not too much like that old diva, you know, of the 90s um, style. But I actually I like her as a wrestler. But she hasn't really wrestled in a while, and so I think by by giving her this, that's something because the diva the, the women's division right now is kind of stale they're really doing nothing with anybody they have a lot of talent and, and then and they also have a lot of non-talent and so to D- hear something actually i think is pretty good um and i think everybody wants to know what's really going on and as much as it is like a soap opera i mean that's what the thing is about besides you know the athleticism i think that hooks people on and they want to know what's going on so i, I think it's kind of cool but as a crazy female, I think that she's doing a very good job. First, I thought she was a really bad actress, but I think she's gotten better. She's kind of embraced her inner craziness.
2: Well, I, I mean, you bring it up. There's a lot of talented uh, people on the roster, a lot of talented females, and we discuss uh, people like uh, Beth Phoenix, Natalia, you know, people who are, are, are workers. And we're talking, there's not been a substantial storyline in, in the female division for quite some time. It's like, oh, great. So now we're taking phone calls on the show. Wait, 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 That's
3: wait, wait, awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Hold
2: on. Hold on. What? Hold on, hold on. Your phone wait, is wait, ringing.
3: Sorry. Not to be unprofessional. It's Dave. Let me see. Hello? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Stop yelling. Stop yelling. We had to do the show. What do you think? We're not going to do the show just because you don't call? I mean, this has gotten out of control. guys and if you're calling me, you need to call the show and talk to Ken. This is getting ridiculous. Listen, listen listen. Listen Enough with the excuses. I don't care. We all have our own BS to do. These guys came on the show when you were not there and they helped us out that night at the peppermint. And I don't care what your excuse is that night I told you to call in, called on my phone and you guys have to work this out. Enough is enough. No, no, no. The DOD is here to stay. I just picked the slack when you weren't around. And Ken, enough. This is, I got to go. I mean, we got to get Dave to call. I, I know. I, enough.
2: All right. Calling in or what? I mean, you're taking Dave, phone calls, but we got, no, we got a show here and you're taking calls. You and Ken need to make sense. I, think, I don't know if he's listening. We got we to. Gotta... All right, Dave. We want you back on the show, Dave. Okay. Does that make you feel better? I'm sorry if you felt uh, unsafe yeah. here. If you're listening I'm to the show, dude. Apologize. So we'd like you back on the show. We'd like you, obviously, to be a part of the show. Can we move past the DOD at this moment? That is my official statement right now. Does that work, Boss Sadie? Does that sound okay? Am I am I making amends here good enough for you I've as producer? I've been asking
3: you all week. Call him and work this out, and you've done nothing that I've asked for. You guys think that the show is going to run itself. You guys are talented, but you're the talent. you got people behind the scenes running things. I asked you to do something last week, and you didn't do it. I mean, both of you. This is ridiculous. You're adults. He hung up now, so I don't know what's going to happen. So can we just move on with the show?
2: Fine. Well, I'll ask you about do you think that, this uh, AJ thing is a discredit to the females that are good workers in the company.
3: I guess it could be, but to be honest, it's just entertainment. So to me, it's entertaining, and I enjoy it. You know, we've had some great wrestlers, women, such as Beth Phoenix and Natalia, and obviously the visual lines kind of suck, so she's getting something done that they're not getting done. Yeah, hold on. Look, Dave's here. I got to got Yay, his, uh, he's Dave's calling
2: in. Let me... Let me. Let me pull him up. Dave, are you there?
1: I'm here, Ken.
2: We got Dave on the line. So there you go, Madam Producer. Well, you can... thank
3: you, Dave, for finally gracing us with your presence.
2: You can go now and do your producing stuff. Oh, I
3: can go now. You Maybe I go. don't want to go now. Maybe I'm enjoying this. Go, <laughs> All right, all right. Okay. Enjoy the show, people.
2: All right. Well, uh, there's, uh, you know, if, you, if you'd like to give a round of applause for our. Boss lady, uh, coming in here doing some co-hosting duties while we're trying to get uh, Dave on the line. Um, obviously, the DoD and the drama that has ensued with the DoD uh, being a part of this show has, has has driven a bit of a wedge here. Um, but as any good tag team uh, partnership, you know, you got to weather storms. You got you got to get through things. Um, so in the effort of continuing to be the best in pro wrestling talk, we will put our differences aside right now. Dave, you ready to talk some wrestling?
0: Yeah, I'm ready to talk. Before we get into that, I just want to make a uh, brief statement and, uh, apologize to the viewers out there for my conduct last week. Obviously, uh, Tristan Law, um, and, uh. The rest of the Dynasty Dynasty of Destruction had gotten under my skin. Uh I was just trying to do my job and uh I handled it unprofessionally. Um, you know, starting this whole thing out with the, the Dynasty of Destruction, Tristan Law, I thought this was just gonna be some fun, help get them some exposure in the wrestling business, help us get some exposure in radio and in wrestling and uh you know, he took it too far. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, Ken, this is your show obviously and i respect that i respect you and i consider you a dear friend of mine and uh from here on out um any handlings of the of tristan law the dynasty of destruction uh you can take care of that i will not be a part of it whatsoever um i will not let him and uh the rest of that group threaten me verbally and possibly with uh any physicality um and uh that's that so let's uh Let's get to the let's get to the meat and potatoes of this show and and, and talk pro wrestling like we do because we are the best in pro wrestling talk. I wouldn't be coming back if I didn't mean that.
2: All right, well let's move forward because this uh, this is a special night and uh, tonight is uh, Destination X, a big pay per view for uh, TNA, and might as well lead in with uh, a little bit of TNA talk. Uh, you know, right now TNA is, is looks good. Um, Putting aside, I guess, what your thoughts are as far as the the AJ storyline and Crackhead Claire, um, you know, who knows? I'm not sure if I like that yet, but it, it's still been engaging TV. Uh, they, they've been putting out a good product. Uh, going live has been a good thing for them, and uh, this pay-per-view is is shaping up to be quite a great. Pay per view, and I don't want to get you know ahead of ourselves because there's always that possibility of a pay per view looking good on paper and then shitting the bed. But the workers you got going in in certain matches tonight, um, this pay per view looks like it could be a, a five star pay per view. What do you think, Dave?
0: I think it's got potential to be probably their best pay per view of the year. Last uh, last month's anniversary was a um, was a phenomenal event, top to bottom. Um, from the quality of the matches to uh, you know just being outside of Orlando and uh, you know outside of the Impact Zone. This this month they're back in Orlando, they're back in the Impact Zone, but it's a live audience, live pay per view, and uh, you know everything's been built up so well. Uh, you got Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle facing off in a Bound for Glory series match. You know Destination X being a somewhat of a, uh, X Division themed pay per view. Samoa Joe was you know, King of the X division for a long time, um, when he first started in TNA, so it's very fitting that he's on this pay per view with a guy who he's probably his greatest rival in his wrestling career in Kurt Angle. And uh they're going they're they're competing for points in the Bound for Glory series. Joe is currently in second place um with uh, twenty seven points right now in the Bound for Glory series. Uh I I believe Kurt Angle is in third place. So it's a it's a it should be a good match. These two can produce great matches. They work well together. They got good you know their styles mesh really well. Um, you got AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. We talked about the crackhead Claire storyline and all the happenings going on there. That that match those two never disappoint when they get in the ring together. They they know each other so well. The match is just the ebb and flow of everything. It's going to be it's going to be a good match, uh, if not great. And then the the, the very intriguing storyline. With um, with uh, Bobby Roode and uh, Austin Aries, Austin Aries giving up the X Division title to get a uh, a world title shot. Um, it's overall it's been uh, you know it, it looks to be a very good card. Um, and then the crowning of a new X Division champion because Aries handed over the title um, with a mini tournament tonight, leading into the uh, the finals being a four way Ultimate X match. So, I mean, overall there's the the potential sky high for this pay-per-view for TNA to uh, hit a home run with it and uh, I hope they do because I think what they've been putting out on TV since the springtime and especially now since they've gone live um, every Thursday night has been good TV and I really can't find too many bad things about their product like I used to be able to beforehand um, in previous months so let's just hope for uh, let's hope for a home run tonight
2: yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think they're putting out a good product. And whatever, not going to pretend to know the economics involved, not going to pretend to understand what it entails uh, going live. Um, that being said, right now, what TNA Impact Wrestling execs need to do is whatever it takes to go live each and every week, that's what they need to do. If it's – and we've talked before about cutting out pay-per-views or doing – if that if that's what we need to do, if they can save money that way, they do it. That's most important right now for TNA is to go live because it's added such a great element to things. Um, even bad – like, again, the, the jury's still out on the crackhead Claire, but um, it's still intriguing TV. Uh, they don't have the spoilers uh, to ruin – How many people wouldn't have watched or would have just fast-forwarded through the uh, Crackhead Claire segment if they read about that uh, the day before, you know, on the spoilers, or a couple days before? Uh, The the live aspect does wonders for them. They have great workers in that company, and that's one of the things that that works well for them. So as much as this AJ storyline, who knows where it's going to go and if it's really going to work out, but the matches that it will produce should be good matches. Uh, A.J. Styles versus Chris Daniels should be a very good match tonight. And there's, there's juice behind it. There's, there's a, a legitimate hatred. Whether you like the storyline or not, they're giving you a hatred. They're giving you a reason to want to watch these two beat the shit out of each other. And they're two good workers. Uh, I, I think top to bottom, it's amazing when you look at Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. Really no storyline there. And that that could be the match of the night. I mean, two guys that really work well off each other. And that's what the Bound for Glory series gives you. You don't necessarily need to set up a storyline. You can put two guys together, and this is for points. Uh, And just throwing these two guys, I mean, these are two guys that you you put them in a pay-per-view and just let them go. Um, I love the Bound for Glory series. I I think that adds so much um, interest to matches where maybe there wouldn't be. Like I said, it it gives storyline. Maybe there wasn't a storyline where you just put two guys together in a match. Um, You know, uh, Storm and Hardy the other night in the Bound for Glory match. Great match. Uh, you know, you're getting some really good wrestling right now uh, at Impact. And that's never been their problem. Uh, they've always had good workers. Uh, but now it seems like everything else is kind of falling into place. I don't know about you, Dave, but I, I don't know if they got someone warming up the crowd or if it just uh, it being live, that, that's added some juice, so they're not reshooting shit constantly. But, uh, man, like you know, the Impact Zone's been hot lately.
0: Yeah, they have. Um, I can tell you a little story. I went to Impact, aired live four years ago, the weekend of WrestleMania 24. They decided that with all the wrestling fans in town that weekend, they wanted to do something special. So they did one live show the Thursday before WrestleMania and then they taped the next three weeks worth of shows over the course of the next few days. Um, it coinciding with the WrestleMania weekend festivities. And, uh, I was in the impact zone. This was before they had uh, just one entrance. There were two entrances, a heel side and a face side coming out. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone was pretty jacked up for it being live. Um, it's it's good that they are live. The crowd seems more into it, knowing that they are live on TV, as opposed to if they go to you know a, an impact taping and they got to wait two and a half three weeks. And the other thing about that too is is that with TNA's sporadic taping schedule, when it came time to taping, um, you know TV events, if they taped, they would tape like one show on a Monday night, then they would tape a second show, like if they, the way they did their schedule was so weird, they would take their second show on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, but they would take part of the third show when they take the second show. And then the next night you'd have to go back to get the other half of the third show. And then part of the fourth show, you know what I mean? Like they, they set it up so weird that like if you were attending it live, you gotta be there. Like every, like you would have, sometimes you'd have to be there like two nights in a row Just to see one full show get taped. But, I mean, that was their way of of saving money and, 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 you know, uh, cutting costs down. Um, But if I were them, like you said, you know, I'm no expert in, you know, the economics behind it all. And, you know, I can't tell you how much it costs them to, to produce a live television show. I mean, it's not cheap. WWE tapes SmackDown on Tuesdays, and they only do Raw on Mondays live because it does cost a lot of money with satellite fees and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. But um, if I were TNA, right now, what they're doing, staying live and actually having storylines that make sense and that people are getting into, if it's not, you know, if it's not broke, don't try and fix it. And I I would consider, if I were them, I'd consider sitting down and trying to, Figure out some cost-cutting measures as to how they can keep Impact live because it's gotten, the ratings have been consistently where they are from being live. It hasn't really changed, hasn't gone up, hasn't really gone down too too much. Probably, you'll, probably with the exception of Thursday night being that it was the night after a holiday weekend. Um, but I would I would hope that they that they think about staying live for the foreseeable future on Thursday nights.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it, you know, it's, it just adds something to it. it. It adds just this element, you know, that, that you know, who knows what, what can happen here. And, you know, the workers they have in that company, um, you know, I mean, I, I had gone on, and this is uh, last year, and I went to a TNA live event. And, you know, the problem was that all the other, they screwed up all the other stuff. Uh, but the matches were all great. They've always had, like, you know, good workers. You know, they, they, it was funny. They wanted to go into that, like, wrestling matters, and that was tagline for a while. And it seemed like with their tagline, there was less and less wrestling going on. Um, that's what they're good at. And even if the storyline, look, some storylines, if you want to criticize creatively speaking, well, that storyline's great or that one sucks. I mean, whatever. You know, we could here till the cows come home saying, like, what storylines are good and what, what aren't. But you know what? What they've done is they've given us some heat between AJ and, and Christopher Daniels to put those two in a ring together live, um, and that's going to be entertaining. Um, you know, that's that's really what's most important is you give us something that gives us some interest and get two wo- good workers. I mean, you know, you, you look at pay per view now, and there's there's really not a bad match on the card. Um, you know. It, and, and Austin Aries, like right there at the top of it, you know, everything with the uh, X Division title, love that. Love the whole give up the title, uh, get a title shot. And we've talked about it uh, numerous times. The best thing in pro wrestling, pro wrestling is at its finest when us, us old dogs, us old, you know, long-term wrestling fans can look at something and kind of scratch your head and think, I really don't know how this is going to go. I don't know what direction they're going to go in. And right now for the title picture, uh, you know, Austin Aries versus Bobby Roode, I'd be hard-pressed to, to give a prediction. Um, I could see either one of those guys winning that match, which is, which is good. You want to go, your your headlining match. And, and what TNA has right now is the most important match is their title match. The TNA title matters. It matters more than any other belt, and it matters more than any other storyline. That match will be your, your featured bout. That is the, the number one bout of the night, is the TNA Heavyweight Championship. That, that company right now, all the belts matter. All the belts mean something. You want to see those belts defended. There, there's some prestige tied to all the belts. Um, so, I mean, for me, going into this, I mean... I don't want to necessarily, Dave, get into predictions or anything, but I mean, your, your thoughts on that—the the world heavyweight title bout—could go either way, no?
0: Um, the way the story's headed now, it, it yeah, it could. However, my gut feeling is, and I've said this all along, like they really want to build. I mean, they really want to build up Bobby Roode to be the man there, and he's doing a great job. And I think, I think it's going to be one of those similar, similar to, uh, to, uh, you know, um, what I talked about with, uh, Ziegler and Sheamus uh, uh, from the no way out pay-per-view Austin Aries is going to, you know, he's going to come so close, but just not be able to get it. And it's still going to make him look good. It's going to make Bobby, you know, still going to make Bobby Roode look good. Um, the, uh, I wanted to touch on, you mentioned, you know, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. So I'll touch on it briefly. Um, To regular TNA viewers, if you know, and I noticed this too, but these two guys have been involved in storylines against each other since October. So, actually, no, since if you want to go back even since last year, Destination X, the two of them had a match at Destination X. One of them didn't want to fight the other, but Daniels had to prove, I think it was AJ didn't want to fight Daniels. So it's a testament to actually the long-term booking, in a sense, for TNA, that they have put Daniels and Styles together and have had good matches with each other. They had an I Quit match, they've done Ultimate X's before, Street Fights, whatever, any kind of gimmick match you can think of. And they've done really well in them, and now they're going to do a last-man-standing match. So it's a testament to the long-term booking that they can keep these guys in the same, you know, against each other and the storyline and add little twists and turns. They added the thing with Kazarian and then now with Dixie and with the girl Claire, and you know who's the baby of the of this? this you know, uh, it was the father of the baby, and blah blah blah. So, I just wanted to say, you know, that, that it's it's pretty cool that these two have basically been in a program with each other, with different elements in that program for the better part of a year. Um, as far as Aries and Rude goes, I watched. Earlier this week on the on-demand portion of my cable, um, it was TNA before the bell, and they usually hype up like one or two matches, the top matches for their upcoming pay-per-view. Well, they hyped up just one match, and it was the Austin Aries-Bobby Roode match. And they basically, it was a 30-minute special, but they basically put the, the, the majority of those 30 minutes on Austin Aries, and it was like a personality profile, like of people who didn't know him. And I think TNA did a great job with it. They like showed him in his home, how he is as a person, where he's come from, um, you know, before TNA to now, and then you know his his road from a year ago getting a job at Destination X to winning the X Division title, being the longest reign champion, now getting a world title shot. It really built up Austin Aries as a serious contender for Bobby Roode's world championship and made him a serious threat. And a lot of people, if that special didn't take place and they haven't portrayed Aries the way they have on television, a lot of people would probably just think, oh, Bobby Roode's just going to walk all over this guy. Like I said, I think Bobby Roode will walk out the Victor. And the way the story goes is that, you know, Aries comes up so close but, you know, can't, can't get that final count, the three count for the win. And, um... I have a brain fart here. Oh my God! I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe it's because I was late on the show. Walk um, <laughs> it up.
2: Get it together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. But no. It's, in all seriousness, tonight that's going to be a great match. It's deserving of the main event. It's gotten the most hype, and it's got it, a lot of people have an emotional investment in the match. And I think I, I not to give a prediction, but I'm going to give it anyways. I think Bobby Roode wins, but just by the skin of his teeth. And I think Austin Aries will still be a part of not only the main event scene with Rude for just the you know short term future, but he's also got the X division to fall back on too, and still make that more important as well, and be the figurehead of that division. So overall, I just see good things coming out of this, regardless of who the winner is.
2: Yeah, I mean you're right, because they, they, there's always that angle moving forward that you know Austin can. I I never lost that Um, and, and depending on where they want to characterize, I mean hell, they could they could turn him heel again. They say that's my belt. You're holding my belt. Um, there's there's so many directions they could go. I would tend to agree with you. Where it's awesome. We're we're agreeing. Um, since we'll go, even though I said like no predictions now, but fine, we'll, we'll go predictions. Um, I'm 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 agreeing. I think that Rude retains uh, because it makes the champ look strong. And, and I to me that's, that's what they're doing. Uh, in agreement with you. Uh, let's make champ look strong. Let's make this guy like the. They're they're trying to make him the big heel. Like you, you know, you have to have him beat up all comers because when he eventually loses that belt, it's going to matter. And at this point, Bobby has done such a good job being the figurehead and being the number one heel. They can do a lot. They could go, and uh, you know, they could have the obvious. James Storm wins the. Uh, you know the the bound for glory series and and rude keeps the title until then and uh you know obviously huge pop if storm wins the belt off of bobby Roode at at that point but who knows i mean they, they've done a great job in a at rebuilding jeff hardy you know what if hardy wins the bound for glory series and he's the one that dethrones the 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 most evil of evils uh bobby rude The works trim. You know, if they decide they, you know, they want to do something with Samoa Joe again, you know, immediately Samoa Joe is is so relevant. uh, You know, winning the Bound for Glory series and he's going after uh, Bobby Roode. I mean, there's so many directions they could go in. So I mean, the obvious is James Storm. I don't know if they're going to go in that direction. I think it's way too obvious. I think at some point we're going to get swerved in a different direction and. Uh, I'm going to put out there that I don't think James Storm is the guy that knocks off Bobby Roode. I think it's going to be someone else, but who knows? There's so many directions, and and to facilitate that and to keep it going and make it matter uh, more and more when he eventually loses that belt, I see Bobby Roode retaining. What do you think? Give us a call here. You know, We're talking TNA, Destination X night, but you know what? You want to talk some WWE? You want to talk about the Dynasty of Destruction, and, and Dave not calling in on time today. Um, Give us a call, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. The number, again, is three four seven eight three nine eight one five. We will talk about what you want to talk about, and we are going to go out to the phones right now. Tony, are you there?
1: You bet. I'm here, nice guys. Nice
2: to hear from me, Tony. How's it going?
1: All right. All right. All uh... right. So yeah, Destination X should be should be good. Um, I'm actually looking forward to to everything on the show. I'm, I'm you know I'm hoping everything's gonna be good. But uh, I you know like, uh, as far as the title match goes, that should really be good. They've done the they've done a hell of a job with that, you know. And um, I do think they should do uh, you know like have like a really competitive back and forth. You know, uh, Austin Aries like almost almost gets it, uh, but you know when you have Bobby Roode, you know like I said, you like like you guys said, win somehow by like you know. Just like barely getting, getting, uh, you know, walking out with the belt, you know. And
2: what I like about Bobby Roode is, is you know, and I know a lot of, a lot of fans like to talk about you know, make the champ strong and the champ. But I, I I think Roode has just been really good at cheating to win, you know, not winning clearly, but still kind of looking strong. You know, I'm not gonna put him in in the Ric Flair, kind of exactly. He's you know, but heel, there's that old.
0: What they do. Bad guys cheat. I had this kind this month ago on the show. Seriously, bad guys cheat in movies. You know, like the, come
1: on. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is like the modern day Ric Flair, as, as far as you know, like just squeaking out the, you know, just just managing to, it, you know, get the win there. It's just like barely. You know, yeah. yeah exactly, and somehow that's what he's a classic like classic heel what, does. Yeah,
2: my my point, Dave, was just you know heels cheat, but there are some heels that. They come off as weak. Um, And you don't want your champ to look weak. Um, And Flair was one of those guys that cheat to win, and somehow he still looked strong. He was just good at it. And again, not putting Bobby Roode in that echelon of of all-time greats, but I do think that Bobby Roode has has done a really great job at still looking strong, but cheating to win constantly and keeping that belt by hook or by crook. Um, Well, I'd like to switch gears a bit with you, Tony, because I know you're a, an ROH guy, and um, you know, a lot of controversy over this week with the appearance of uh, Kenny King on uh, Impact on Thursday night. Just curious, like what you're hearing and, and what your thoughts are on the, the whole Kenny King situation, ROH and TNA. Well, when I
1: first well, when I first read it, I you know, I thought, you know, oh man, he he just pulled a, uh, <laughs> you know, he pulled the Mike Awesome on him, you know. Uh, you know, I remember when he jumped to WCW when he was ECW champion. But, um, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've been hearing, like, a lot of side, you know, a lot of Like, ROH is, like, really pissed at him because they said he, he, he like, he didn't sign an ex- extension to his contract. His contract actually did run out um, from what I've been hearing. But um, he's been saying that, you know, it's like he he doesn't have any heat with him or whatever. Um, but, you know, obviously he wrestled on impact. He did have his gear. You know, he had his... You know, he had his ring gear with him, uh, you know, so, he, so I mean, he he knew he was going to be in the ring. Uh, but as far, as far as, like, what he was saying, I think like he said he um, actually said over here that he uh, uh, didn't intend to pull the Medusa, you know, like, remember when she threw the... Uh, yes. the
4: uh, yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, he so he's, he's just talking about you know him being himself, being a free agent and whatever. And um, because I think I think that one, uh, one of the reasons he bolted from what he was saying, you know, was uh, that uh, Ring of Honor was that you know they, they were canceling a few shows and it, you know he you know he you know didn't find that you know didn't, that didn't look too promising to him. So he figured he'd go ahead and and uh, you know see what TNA had for him. I think.
2: Do you think, let me ask you something, because you're here again, and we, we've talked about it on the show, and, and you know, we don't follow, uh, Dave and I don't follow ROH as closely as you do. Um, but with the stuff that I'm hearing now with, with what happened with Kenny King, um, the internet pay-per-view issues that they had, um, technical issues, uh, getting that out there, um, guys like, I mean, it's been over the years, but, you know, main ROH guys like Daniel Bryan, Sam Punk, uh, now a Kenny King, like all jumping ship, uh, yes, Mojo, is is ROH and, in is in, in trouble? Or, what's,
1: I just, I, you know, not that I know. I don't think that I don't think they're in any in any financial trouble. I mean, I know that the Sinclair Broadcasting you know bought the, you know, that bought them out about a year ago. I mean, like I said, I'm not really, you know, I'm I've been watching Ring of Honor for like maybe just, you know, yeah, you know, just a little under a year. So you know, I'm I don't know like all the you know like as far as the. uh you know, what happened way back in the day about You know, I don't know, I'm just familiar with it, but as far as I know, I know what did happen at Best in the World. Um, you know, he and uh, his partner, Red Titus, the All Night Express, did, you know, they put the tag titles on them. You know, they had to beat uh, Chum Benjamin, Charlie Haas. And uh, from what I what I read somewhere, he was supposed to, um, he wanted them to just like cream the, uh, to cream the, um, Champs or whatever. Instead of doing what they did, which was the you know, it's like you know, Rick had, you know, got the crap beat out of him for like twenty minutes, and then he made the you know, he made the uh, you know, just like got a roll up and got the out of nowhere uh, out of nowhere win. So I, I don't really know you know what they're uh, you know, As far as you, um, I mean, do you
2: can, think though? Cre- I mean, creatively, you know, something like that, you know, it it doesn't look good when you have a a, a champ. Yeah, uh, know, it's just a tag champ jumping ship. um... I mean do you, you you think though they're they're still on on fairly secure ground and and they can weather this storm
1: ring of Honor, i uh, I could, probably could yeah I'm you know I don't know from what I've been reading, I think you know they were saying you know it's like they could probably you know go you know go on just well without Kenny King on there, but um. You know, I, 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 I when I first when I first read the headline, you know, I mean, I was kind of surprised that he was going to be at uh, Impact. You know, I was like, oh my god, one of the uh, one of the tag champions, <laughs> of honor, is going to be on TNA. What the hell's going on here? Uh, you know, but yeah, um, you know, and he is going to be on tonight's pay per view. I don't know. I'm I'm actually guessing he's going to come out and win the whole thing. He's going to win the X title.
2: So, do you think Kenny King is is going to win the uh, X division championship? Uh...
1: Oh, I like that. So you're predicting Absolutely, who you yeah. win the
2: championship. What what match are you looking forward to most tonight?
1: Oh, uh, Austin Aries and Bobby Roode.
2: and that's and there you go. Like the, the championship match, you know, you you can't ask for any anything more than to be looking forward to the heavyweight championship match. Tony, always a pleasure to hear from you. Uh, you guys out there, world's greatest blogger, right there. Tony V is our guy. Uh, he blogs on all the shows, Raw, Impact, and SmackDown. You miss anything, you can go check out his blog. Insight as well as recapping. It's always on the Ken Show dot com. Tony, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week.
1: You bet, man. All right, good <laughs> it easy. All right,
2: yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting like going forward with uh you know ROH. I mean Tony is is thinking that ROH is on stable ground. Um I'm not so sure I agree with it. Now, again, we, we don't follow closely. Uh, but it bears mentioning that where ROH is right now, and they don't have – I mean, they're with the Sinclair Group, but they're not on TV uh, near either one of us. Um, you know, at TNA, where they're at right now – I mean, ROH and TNA start around the same time. They're both uh, 10 years old. Uh, you know, where TNA is now and, and where ROH is, uh, you got to give TNA – A lot of credit uh, for lasting as long as they've lasted, um, you know, what they're putting out there right now. Uh, But, you know, like we've been talking about, I mean, this this pay-per-view is shaping up to be uh, something huge. And, you know, I mean, Dave, I'll ask you, in in your opinion, as a wrestling fan, again, we're not looking at ROH's books, so we don't know, uh, you know, where they are. Uh, let's just say Kenny King wins the, the X-Division title tonight. He comes in, he jumps ship, he comes in, wins the X-Division title. To me, as a fan, uh, that makes ROH look bad. It looks subpar, it looks unprofessional. It, it doesn't make me want to start following them, Uh You know, this guy Kenny King comes in ROH and wins the X Division title. So one of your title holders jumps ship and is now on TV with another uh, promotion's belt. I think that makes ROH look bad. Your thoughts?
0: I think it does make them look bad. But um, as far as, you know, to to answer the question about being on stable ground, um, I think Ring of Honor is where they're going to be, and they're not going to move any higher up than they already are. Um, you know, you talked about how you know if Kenny King were to win the title, the exhibition title tonight, um, and, you know, and making Ring of Honor look bad, it wasn't. You know, if you remember a few years ago, um, Ring of Honor did the Summer of Punk storyline, um, and if I remember correctly, because you know, I apologize if I don't um, have all the facts straight to any of the Ring of Honor listeners out there. Um, you know, CM Punk. Uh, publicly announced on Ring of Honor's television that he was leaving the company and going to WWE, that he had signed a deal with them. And at one point, they did a, they did that storyline, the same exact one as they did last year on WWE television, where Punk was threatening to take the Ring of Honor title and defend it on WWE television, just like Punk threatened to take the WWE title and go to All Japan Pro Wrestling or even Ring of Honor. Um, so they've kind of put themselves in a... Um, They've kind of pickled themselves in a corner with, uh, you know, w- with a situation like this. Um, what I read this morning was that Kenny King's decision to leave Ring of Honor was based on that they weren't going to give him um, a raise, and uh, he felt that he deserved one considering, you know, what he's produced for them in uh, in recent you know, months um, as a performer. But... um Ring of Honor, I don't know. I, it's, I I don't have enough information to really speculate and comment on the you know on on uh, them as a company. But um, like I said, I think they put themselves in a corner with this whole Kenny King situation because C. M. Punk set an example for like blurring. Uh, granted, it was a storyline; it was planned, but um, I think it set a bad example for some of the talent in the company that eventually would want to leave and just say, all right, well, if they're going to let CM Punk do this, then I don't see why they think it's a problem that I go to, you know, that Kenny King goes on TNA television. At one time, years ago, Ring of Honor and TNA had a working relationship where TNA would allow Ring of uh, of Honor to use talent on their shows, and then the relationship disintegrated to basically letting them use uh, TNA talent Only on non-televised shows And shows that weren't going to air To DVD and you know To the internet pay-per-views that they have now So I think Ring of Honor put themselves in this situation Um, Hopefully they can get out of it Um, I look at Ring of Honor As today's current ECW Where you have young guys who are trying to make A name for themselves, they make a splash With a niche core audience And they get they get They gain an underground following and then they make it To the big time, similar to what most of the top talent in ECW did, then eventually moving on to WWE or WCW. So um, I think this does make Ring of Honor look bad, but they're also a thriving promotion too. They seem to thrive and get people interested in their product no matter who leaves, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, Homicide, I mean, all those guys. They moved on to Greener Pastures at one time, but they still kept their core audience and helped develop talent to replace those other guys so i think they'll be okay but i don't think they're going to move up any further than they already are they're going to be where they're at and they're the breeding ground for guys that want to make it to bigger and better opportunities in the wrestling business such as tna and wwe
2: well and that's just it like tna is a bigger and better uh, opportunity and let's face it i mean ecw i mean I, i the analogy is there uh if you want to put put it out there, I mean obviously TNA is not nearly as big as WCW is, but if you want to use that analogy of the you know, the way things were during the Monday Night Wars, you know, yeah, if you want to say WWE is WWE, TNA would be the WCW and ROH would be the E C W. Um and they do. They have a loyal fan base. Uh you know, their fans love ROH. Um but I, I don't think my perception is that people who consider themselves ROH fans are not like the ECW fans. Uh you know, ECW fans, you know, it was borderline they would die for ECW. Um I I don't see that from people who follow R. O. H. Um So I mean it, and and ECW eventually went under. You know, a company like that, I just I just wonder how long now now again the, the uh involvement with the Sinclair group, uh, you know, Economically, hopefully the company is is sound. However, uh, you know me right now; they positioned themselves in third place. Uh, the, it is something that not that long ago, uh, when ROH got a TV deal, that um, you know the talk was, "Hey, could could ROH be the number two? Could ROH surpass 10A and, and be the the number two wrestling company?" Uh, in this country. Uh, not the case. And I agree with you. And I don't see it happening. I don't see ROH uh, being able to overtake that second spot, especially uh, what we've seen out of TNA right now. We are uh, in a, a renaissance period, if you will, of, of TNA wrestling. Um, Your you're, thoughts, Dave. And, and you want to call in? You want to talk ROH? You want to talk TNA? Whatever you want to talk about, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. As always, later on in the show, we're going to get to our nod of approval. So go to our Facebook page, facebook. dot com slash the show. Let us know who gets your nod of approval. Um, but that being said, uh, we might we can get into some predictions. Uh, you see Kenny King walking away with the uh, X Division title tonight.
0: You know, Tony brought up a good point that I didn't even think of. Um, you know, that, that Keddy King could walk away with the Exhibition title. I think with the um I think with the uh the the, the controversy over his you know, departure of Ring of Honor to you know and arriving in the TNA, I think it would be good uh publicity for uh for, for TNA, um in a sense that they you know they that they gave a Ring of Honor guy um their championship. Um but I I I do not I n I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I mean, it's not set in stone like that these guys even have contracts either. I mean, you know, he got a tryout, you know, Thursday night and eventually, you know, got a pay per view spot. But who knows if after tonight he's going to even get an up, you know, get a contract with the company. I mean, uh, you know, if you, you think about it, he could, he could do well, but then they could say, you know what, right now we don't have a spot for you. Um, and Kenny King could have been, ended up, you know, backing himself into a corner that he can't get out of by leaving a company he was currently employed to to try and get a job somewhere, and then not get that job. Um, so I don't think Kenny King's going to walk away with the title just yet. And I think it would be stupid on TNA's part to do that because then they could say, you know, then if they do sign this guy, and what happens if he's unhappy where he is and he decides to get an offer to go either back to Ring of Honor or to WWE. You know, I don't think it will happen. Um, I mean, who do we have on the list? We got Sanjay Dutt, who was a, who was, who was a pretty popular X Division wrestler. Uh, Kid Cash is in the tournament. Um, the Ryback Jobber guy, what's his name? The <laughs> who was what's his name again? Rashad Cameron. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I just
2: call him a Ryback Jobber guy.
0: Yeah, right back jabber guy. Okay, yeah, the right back jabber guy from from Philly. That's where he said he's saying from. Not Philadelphia, but from Philly. That's where he said he was from. I don't know what the difference between the two is, but
2: I mean yeah. RBG. That's that's a cool name.
0: That is pretty. That cool. he could be tag team partners with JTG.
2: There you go. See, we're and making they, it happen.
0: They could be the G unit. squared. <laughs> I know. I went a little too far with that
1: one. But um, <laughs> a little bit, Douglas, little
0: bit. Yeah, just a little bit. But,
1: yeah, I just figured because of the Gs. But, anyhow,
0: you know, the G. Oh, no, I got They could be the G-string unit. They could be like the Black Magic Mics.
2: Nah, now you've really gone too far.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, I, I jumped the shark there. Uh, <laughs> Douglas Williams is also in the tournament. So he, a former X-Division champion. Um, it's a toss-up. Who's going to win the title? I personally think that they should have brought more popular X-Division champions back into the fold, um, or X-Division wrestlers. Um, Some of these guys never even competed in the X-Division before for the title. They brought back, like, one guy, and that's Sanjay Dutt. So uh, I think think my prediction, I think Sanjay Dutt's going to win the X-Division title.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm going to agree, actually, with Tony. I think they're going to go with, with Kenny King. Um, his name, uh, quickly, he's becoming a household name in, in the world of wrestling, and, and what better way to put the uh, the title over uh, than put that strap on him? Uh, I think it, it, it makes the belt matter even more. And like we said, I mean, the TNA championships, the uh, belts matter. Uh, so I think they'll go in that direction. And I, and I like what they're doing with the, the X Division. I mean, it's... <laughs> I know what you're saying. Like some of the guys they brought back, have not wrestled before, and they, you know, now all of a sudden they got a title shot. But it's, it's, it's giving like the mid card uh, some purpose. Uh, it, it's a secondary belt, um, but it, it means something. And, and there are guys now that, you know, we've talked about it when we reference like the IC title. And why, why can't people just be after the IC title? Why does the IC title always, you know? have to be like the stepping stone type title. And even though they're going to go like Destination X next year, that you can relinquish the title and go for the heavyweight strap. I still think that they're making it matter. There are guys coming in that are not talking about moving past uh, getting the, the, Desti- the, the X-Division title. They, they want that belt. That's the belt that matters them. They're coming into TNA for the x division belt. They're not talking about other belts. They're coming there for that belt. And, and that makes it matter. Makes that championship matter. And I like it. Uh a guy like Kenny King uh, gives gives some uh name recog- recognition. Um it, it gives it a, a spotlight. Uh and I think it, it works well for him to uh have the belt. So uh what do you think? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That number again is three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. Uh let us know what you think about going into this uh this pay-per-view, this Destination X pay-per-view, um, I am looking forward to it. Like we've said before, not a bad match on the, cor- on the card. Uh, looking at a couple of the matches, and we've talked about the title match. Uh, you know, We talked a little bit about uh, AJ versus Daniels. Uh, and you, you brought up a good point with like, their long-term booking plans with, with AJ and Daniels. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts are as far as going past tonight. I uh, I don't even know who I, didn't, you know, we could, we could predict on who's going to win this match, um, but they've referenced the child being AJ's, AJ is saying, you know, it's ridiculous, uh, I'm assuming at some point there's probably going to be a paternity test that's going to be revealed, um, who knows, maybe tonight AJ gets opened up and someone comes running down with a uh, test tube so they can do a DNA test, who knows, but I'm curious what your thoughts are, Dave, like, where, where? Exactly can it go uh moving past uh tonight's match.
0: Well I, I I'm gonna be i am I'm gonna be honest here. My D V R um tapped out this week and I didn't get a chance to uh to to see impact. Um and I read I did read Tony's blog and there was some mention of uh you know Daniel's, you know, with this with this child or whatever. Somehow, the the, the common denominator is 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 Daniels in all of this. I, I mean, you watched Impact. If you could explain to me, um, he he made some reference about. Um, it almost sounded like a- him and AJ were like, you know, dueling, you know, sperm donors in this case. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not too familiar with it, but there's, there's it's not over between the two of them because there's got to be a payoff. So tonight's still not over. Um, but if there is going to be an end, and if Daniels is going to keep accusing A.J. of something just to get under this guy's skin to really screw them, then the payoff's got to be that somebody's got to leave TNA because it can't be big enough for the both of them. These two hate each other. They can't be in the same company. I mean, if I were working for a company and somebody kept accusing me and making all these accusations that weren't true about me – and then we finally put that issue to bed and to rest. I don't think I'd be comfortable still working in the same building with the person. You know what I mean? And I hope that there's some consistency there. Um, but there's going to, there's going to be more to that, you know, storyline. And there's still, you know, like you said earlier, it's, it's still engaging and intriguing. And it's got some people want to know how far this is going to go. Um, but it's not over between these two. And I think, you know, I mean, they've gone a year adding layers onto this storyline of the personal animosity between the two of them. I can't see them not going any further, considering where the the state of the uh, the the, the storyline is with the the father. You know, or if AJ is the father or not. So, I, 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 right.
2: I mean, could this be an angle? Like, is you know, could someone like a, a Daniels perhaps be? contemplating retirement or or taking some time off because uh, you're right. Like how far can they go with this without someone having to leave? I mean, I mean, this is, you know, it's storyline wise, but it's, it's a personal storyline. You know, it's not just like, you know, I want your belt or like that, you know, typical wrestling animosity, but it's, you know, they're dragging families into it. uh, They're they're trying to make it personal and uh, you know, it's kind of tough. So, you know, where do you go uh, moving forward, it would, it would make sense if Daniels was contemplating retirement or just needed a, a break at, at some point. Um, yeah, I did, that being said, and, and like you're saying, you 're saying, know there, there are different layers to this storyline, and there 's so many different directions they could go in. Uh, some screw is going to happen tonight, and i, and I don 't think AJ Styles walks away as a victor uh, Something 's going to happen. Uh, crackhead Claire is going to show up. who knows? Maybe she takes a bump. Pregnant woman takes a bump. Uh,
0: a miscarriage wrestling. What? A miscarriage in wrestling. And I'm not just talking about the fact that she fell. I'm talking about losing her child. Like, we haven't seen that before.
2: That would, that would be in the ring. She gives birth to a hand. Or a foot, maybe. To make it. Uh, Who knows? But I, I don't
0: think. <laughs> well, I think he just went a little too far shark again.
2: We're jumping over um, but what I mean do, do you think there's any way I mean are you looking at AJ to win this I mean AJ's been a house fire lately going after uh Kaz and Daniel's uh I, I think Daniel's go over AJ tonight and uh to to continue this storyline uh moving forward I think you know AJ has to uh have something he's fighting for uh he has to have something that he's pissed about uh losing works tonight for for uh aj so I, i'm picking daniels to win this match your thoughts
0: i you know what let's go two for two i agree with you i think daniels is going to win you know what's interesting too both of these individuals are in a bound for glory series match and they really haven't had too many bound for glory series matches respectively on television as far as i know i don't know how um what the standings are because i know that they run bound for glory series matches at house shows But it seems like these two are almost non-existent. AJ's got zero points, and I think Daniels doesn't have any points either. Um, Or he may have ten. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. But um, it's interesting that these two are in a match tonight, and it's not a Bound for Glory series match. Um, I know they got more personal things aside, you know, instead of, you know, fighting for an opportunity to uh, compete for the title. But... um, I think it'd be interesting if actually AJ did lose. So I'm gonna agree with you. I think Daniels uh, should win, and uh, I think he's coming out the victor. Something screwy's gonna happen. You know, uh, Doctor Kavorkian's gonna come out and take a blood sample from AJ just to you know see if uh, he's the father of the child or whoever. Something screwy's gonna take place, but um, Daniels will win. Yes, yeah, so look at that. We're we're in
2: agreement. We're, this is amazing. What is going on with
0: with us? Oh a little, little screw What was that? Let's just keep it going.
2: Exactly. We got we gotta keep this this going, uh, you know, moving a little smoother. I mean I'm glad that that's totally, you know, uh you you put on your, your professionalism hat and your your you gun gear and then you know now 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 we're running an 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 effective wrestling talk show. I mean you know, it's thank you, I guess, I need to say for eventually uh, calling in and, and being a part of things this week. Um, but it's going well so far, don't you think?
0: I do think. Let's continue.
2: Our number to call is 347-838-9815. The number again is 347-838-9815. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. We want to hear from you. Who can you yes, your nod of approval. We got lots to talk about on the show. We got more with the pay per view going forward. Uh, what are your thoughts on the pay per view tonight? We also talk a little bit of WWE, and who knows when it comes to this show, you never know who's going to call in. But at this point in time, let's go to Dave and our fifty-fifty update.
0: Thank you very much, Ken. This is the day five. Report here on the Ken Reedy Show. Top story this week comes from the Wrestling Observer. The news site reports that John Laurinaitis in recent weeks has been losing more real-life powers in WWE since being removed as Executive Vice President of Talent Relations. Laurinaitis' duties have been relegated to new hires in the company that have been brought in by Triple H. It's also rumored that Pete Leone has been given more responsibility in the Talent Relations Department of WWE. It looks like art has imitated life in more ways than one for Mr. People Power. com is reporting that former WWE personality Mike Adamley is reportedly missing after taking personal time off from his position as a newscaster for the NBC affiliate in Chicago, NBC5. Adamley has not been on the air since May 14th, and there has not been any explanation regarding his whereabouts besides taking a few weeks off and... Hoping to return a few weeks later, Adam Lee has a history of taking personal time off as he was working for an NBC, or excuse me, ABC affiliate a few years ago and admitted to fellow colleagues have been needing psychiatric treatment while he was gone at that time. No word if that incident is related to his current absence, but we hope Mr. Adam Lee is alive and well. More on this story as it develops. Dragon Gate USA star Johnny Gargano looks to be heading towards the WWE. Gargano, the current Freedom Gate champion, wrestled the dark match at WWE earlier this year, and company officials were high on his performance and are hoping to sign the young star to a developmental deal soon. No exact timetable on when his current Dragon Gate USA deal expires, but it's rumored to be very soon. DNA star Shannon Moore was granted his release from the company on Monday. Moore went on Twitter on Monday to make the announcement that he asked for his release. Just a little over a month ago, Moore went on Twitter also announcing he was stepping away from wrestling to continue working on his tattoo shop and help make that business grow larger. No signs of Moore working anywhere else, but I'm sure we haven't seen the last of Shannon Moore in a wrestling ring. And our final story of this news week. The WWE this week recently reached out to former WWF champion Bruno San Martino to induct him in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2013. Later that day, representatives of Bruno publicly stated that although he was flattered by the gesture, he would have to turn it down. San Martino has turned down numerous offers to work with WWE in the past due to his rocky relationship with Vince McMahon, dating back to Vince Jr. taking over the business from his father and scaling down the role of Sam Martino as the rise of Hulkamania was beginning, to the controversy of the steroid trial in 1994 when Vince McMahon was indicted by the federal government for, dis- for distributing steroids to his talent. It's also been rumored that Triple H was the one to reach out to Bruno in hopes of WWE honoring Bruno with his induction into the Hall of Fame. Bruno was very impressed with Triple H and his professionalism. However, he stated, as long as Vince McMahon Jr. is running WWE, Bruno Martino wants no part of it. And there you have it for your Day 5 report this week on the Ken Reedy Show. Back to you, Ken.
2: Thanks, Dave. Lots of good information going on there. Uh, Lots going on in the world of professional wrestling. And an interesting story there about Bruno, because, you know, As far as the WWE Hall of Fame goes, I mean, is it really a Hall of Fame without a Bruno San Martino in it? As one of those guys, a glaring absence um, in the Hall, uh, it kind of discredits the Hall of Fame to a certain extent, not having a Bruno San Martino in it. So, uh, interesting story. Hopefully, at some point, um, either he softens or, uh, you know, I just want to see him have that moment uh, wwe hall of fame induction ceremony uh, a guy who deserves to have that moment so hopefully guys can check their egos and um at some point we can get bruno into the wwe hall of fame but uh we have someone on the line i'm going to go to the phones right now uh you know and it's it's been a little bit disappointing because we were uh, lucky enough here to have uh the bwo heavyweight champ calling in literally and now because of uh Dave and, and his issues with with Tristan Law. Um, as of right now, we, we you know he hasn't called in, so you know it's it's not a good thing. Um, but you know we move forward. But we're lucky enough to have uh, from the esteemed organization known as the Dynasty of Destruction, uh, uh, an organization that is taking over um, and really trying to better the world of professional wrestling, uh not only and not only in the wrestling ring, but they their influence now in the world of media on this show. So uh, the Dynasty of Destruction is is moving forward uh kicking ass and taking names and we are lucky enough right now from the DOD Tommy Face on the line. How you doing Tommy?
4: Hey Ken what's going on?
2: Not much. How you doing? What do you got for us today?
4: Not much. I just got off a plane from uh, Champions Game Florida hanging out with my buddy Dr. Callahan, and I hear that uh, someone on your show upset at my World Heavyweight Champion.
2: Yeah, Dave, uh, my co host, and uh, Tristan, you know, I I, just not from the champ respect.
4: Listen, I don't know who this uh, jabroni, to use that word, who thinks he is, but, you know, I think you need to check yourself. I think you need to check who you associate yourself with, Ken, because. You know very well you've hung out with us. The dynasty is no joke. Tommy Faze, Tristan Law, glad all Richie ride. We're no joke, brother. I have no qualms about coming over there and stepping into this guy's David's face. Is at he the,
2: I mean, I, He I, he may have left because he's kind of uh he's doing this thing no, now still, where no, he no, no, he no, won't no, talk no, to anyone.
0: I'm still here. I, I, I'm I'm still here. I'm not uh I'm just not a. Uh, to, uh, so what's uh answer. so so what's your issue there, Davy boy? Well, I'll make it brief, but I just think that uh you guys tried to make a name for yourself at the expense of us here at the Ken Reedy show and I didn't really take too kindly to it. I No no fact. no, we didn't we but didn't need I... to
4: make a name for ourselves, brother. We already had the name, we made the show a name.
0: Really? Yeah, I, and I, and the Ken Reedy show was here before the Dynasty of Destruction ever showed up on the show. But I'll go with this statement. You guys ever come to my home, you ever threaten me ever again that my professionalism will be out the window. There won't Whoa, be anything. And that's all words. I got to say. Ken, you can continue on with the rest of this interview. Big, big words
4: from somebody on, somebody on the telephone. I'll tell you what, July 21st, we're going to be in Elwood Park, New Jersey. You come down, tickets on Tommy Face. You show up, you sit front row. Let's see how big your words are then.
2: You know, I might take Tommy, you
4: up it, on that offer. It's take tough to a find a good help. Take me Tommy, let me
2: ask you something. Um, as far as the oh. DOD goes, uh, I don't know if you realize this, but This this weekend actually marked the 16th anniversary of uh, Hulk Hogan's turn and, and starting the NWO, a, a premier faction in in the world of, of wrestling. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on... What the NWO meant to wrestling and how it changed the game and you know, how was the DOD uh influenced by the NWO? Obviously you're blazing your own trail, but uh your thoughts as far as the NWO as a faction and, and DOD's role in professional wrestling right now?
4: Um I think I think the NWO was a pretty solid faction up until egos got in the way and they uh everybody had to be part of the uh the quote unquote NWO. Uh but when it w- when it was Hogan and the outsiders I think that they uh you know they kicked ass and uh, were taking names there. I think they were definitely uh, then, one of the premier factions ever. You know, I like to uh I like to think of the horse the horseman as the top faction ever in the world of professional wrestling.
2: So when you're looking at, at mistakes that the NWO made, uh how does the the, the dynasty of destruction uh, make sure that they keep uh, their faction strong?
4: Well, we, we don't deal with any uh, any talkback, if that makes sense. You're either with us or against us, and you definitely don't want to be against us. If you are against us, we're going to do like we did back in June. We're going to get rid of you. We got rid of Steve off, got rid of the BWO president, Section 8, and his flunky Frankie Sino. You're either with us or against us. We're going higher places. We'll take you to higher places. So just like the NWO, the four horsemen, if anybody got in their way, they took them out. And that's what the DOD does.
2: Is there any obstacles in, in, in the Dynasty's way? Is, is there anything that, that can stop you guys from, you know, just, I mean, why not rename the BWO at this point? I mean, you know, it's it's the DOD. The BWO seems to be a uh, secondary. I mean, is there anything that can
4: stop those are things that, uh, you know, myself and my new tag partner, who we are currently the heavy tag team heavyweight champions, Glenn Ulrich, the owner, uh, we've talked about that, and that's definitely a possibility. Right now we've got bigger things to uh, take care of than renaming the company, although everybody really knows who's running the company now.
2: What, what are some of the bigger things you're, you're looking forward to doing?
4: Look, look at look at this, Ken. Look at it. Every week, we're on the Ken Reedy show, right? We're in newspapers. Yes. We're on TV. We're all over the place. Where was this before the dynasty took over? We're going bigger, better places. We're going to be selling out places, bigger places. That's where we're going. We're in this to make money. Everybody who's with us will make money. Tommy face showed how deep his pockets were last month, and you could go on the BWO website and check out the results. Everybody wants to be like the dynasty.
2: I hear me. I mean, I'm, I'm proud to, to be at least a, a media liaison to, to the Dynasty. I mean, the, the Dynasty is where it's at. Uh, this is, you know, you you got to hit your wagon yeah. to a winner, and you guys you guys are winners.
4: That's right, Ken, and at least you get that. You and your producer get that, and, and this bum you have as a co-host, I, I, I don't know what you're doing. I think you really need to rethink your priorities here, Ken. And, you know, okay, Tommy, I mean, Faith, the rest of the dynasty is, is a little a little taken aback by that you would associate yourself with somebody like that.
2: You know, it, it's tough. I mean and we didn't know. I mean I thought he he'd be on board with this. I mean you, you try and you try and move the show in a good direction and you know I, I mean to me it's like hitching up with you guys, that that's the way to go. I mean go or go where the a, power of me is.
4: Before before the dynasty arrived, when'd you have a world champion called into your show every week?
2: Exactly. Right. One, one of the best. This,
4: this guy comes along and sits in a chair and, and be a fan, Dave. That's what you are. Be a fan.
2: Let don't me ask you a quick to be Tommy. Like that. Before I let you go, know, Tommy, uh, the TNA pay-per-view tonight, uh, what match are you looking forward to? Uh,
4: Ken, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I can't answer that. I don't particularly watch TNA, um, so I don't even know what matches there are. Rattles up fair enough,
2: the fair but, enough. Well, oh, interesting. So TNA, as far as what they put out as a product, uh, does not grab your attention.
4: Uh, not not particularly. I think they have some great wrestlers on there. Uh, Robbie E, um, you know some of the other guys on there. I, I think they're they're great workers. Kurt Angle, you know, obviously, but um, their their product, the storyline. I mean, I don't really get. I haven't really gotten into it. I watch it every now and then when I can, um, but it's nothing that I follow on a weekly basis.
2: Okay, so who's the guy uh that you know, if Tommy Face is gonna wanna watch one guy uh on TV. Uh who's the wrestler that you will stop and watch?
4: Wow. Right now? Uh, I will say at Dolph Ziggler. Okay. I think he's got I think he's got a really great work ethic. I think he's a good worker. He's a true a true wrestling uh champion, collegiate wrestling champion, you know, and I, I could appreciate that. Um I think he puts on some great matches, and I don't know why they haven't put a title on him yet.
2: I agree with you. We've uh, you know, talked about how great he is uh, on the show many times. Uh, big Ziggler fans. Um, all right, Tony, thank you so much for the call. Again, um, where where can you uh, just let us know where we can see the dynasty in uh, upcoming weeks?
4: Saturday, July 21st, Elwood Park, America Legion. One, El- One Legion place, Elwood Park. Come on down. Dave, my offer's stands. You let me know. Ticket will be waiting at the door.
2: All right, Tommy. Thanks a lot for the call. Hope to hear you again soon. Take care, man.
4: Thanks, Ken. Have a good one.
2: Well, we got other members of the DoD calling in. Uh, Dave, are you there?
0: Yeah, I'm still here. I'm
2: still here. All right, so I, I, you know, you, you've kind
0: of—I
2: I don't know—you know, I mean, you, you gotta fall in line, man, and, and these guys, you know, they're, they're not the guys to mess with, and.
0: Like our Man, just, said, it just it seems, seems like you've gotten under the skin it. of the
2: entire faction. Uh,
0: let's, let, let, Like our producer said, let's do a show. Let's be professional about this, okay? You didn't have to go on with that little extra commentary pre-ramble about me and Tristan. And you did anyways. And you got this guy all fired up now because I have an opinion. Like I said, let's continue on with the rest of the show. We're doing good so far, okay? I let you handle it. I didn't act out of line. I wasn't unprofessional. But I stood my ground with my opinion, and that's what matters. And I'll die with my opinion before I ever, ever, ever agree with anything that those guys have to say. And I'm going to leave it at that. I
2: don't know, man. Well, my opinion is that the dynasty is where it's at, and I am going to lie on to them. And, and we're going to go for this ride, and we're going to kick ass and take names. And I am proud. We. I, again, I've said it before. I am proud to at least, at least be able to associate. I'm not going to sit here and say like, "Oh, I'm proud to be a part of the DOD," because I know that I'm not a part necessarily uh, of the DOD. But to, to to even just to be around them, just to just to kind of feel that that greatness that, that really comes off of them. I mean, when they when they say dynasty, uh, you know, they're not using that term loosely. They are. A dynasty. You talk dynasty. You talk. You're you're talking teams like like the Lakers. You know that's a dynasty. You know you're you're talking about you know the the greats of the greats. Uh, you know to me, you gotta latch on to this. this is something that you know right now is just just the tip of the iceberg with the uh, what's going on with these guys. So um, you know how, how can I not? How Can I not? Uh, you know be around it just just allow them to to, to take me into the fold and, and show me uh what this world of professional wrestling really can be all about and and just just take over you know i mean that's just that's just what it's all about you know it's time to just stop asking for things and stop waiting for things to come to us We're we're just going to take it so i'm with them all the way but you know what <laughs> Whether you agree or disagree with us, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. The number again is three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. Uh we can talk DOD, BWO, WWE. Um you know, why don't we get into a little bit of the WWE? Um you know, uh interesting stuff and uh coming out of the news break, uh wasn't mention of it uh this week. We things got a little out of hand last week and uh you were spoken about uh some tweets Uh, from uh, the the wrestler formerly known as Kenny Dykstra in reference to uh, John Cena and his divorce and his infidelities. Your thoughts, uh, news guy, on uh, that situation going on with John Cena and and one Kenny Dykstra?
0: Oh, it's unfortunate. Um, You know, there's two sides to every story. Um, Obviously, Cena and the WWE have not publicly... Spoken up about this story Not saying that just claims are To be true um, But we'll never know I don't think we will ever know The real truth behind all that It's possible um, People are human beings and they make mistakes And uh, you know Nobody's perfect in this world um, It's just unfortunate The timing of these tweets coming out When uh, it was announced A little over a month ago Almost two months ago That John Cena was getting a divorce um was in the process of getting a divorce from his uh high school sweetheart so um i mean it's a it's a tough break for him it's and it's unfortunate you know it, it seems stuff like that seems to happen to um top guys in wrestling we mentioned rick flair last week when we talked about his downfalls that have taken place over the course of the past few years with his finances with women and 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 uh etc and uh you know hulk hogan was a victim of that too um being a, at the center of attention in the media. Um I think right now it seems to be, you know, I don't, you know, we don't know personally how John Cena is handling all of this, but um you know, he comes to work and he does his job and he's still the same John Cena that everybody knows and loves and watches on television each and every week and nothing has seemed to have changed. Um so it's a sign of him being a true professional through all of this. Um it it's it's you know, and he's the poster boy of the company too, um, so it doesn't help that um, all of this uh, you know is falling on his lap uh, right now. Currently, um, I just but the interesting is dead like what what's the
2: end name for for Kenny? Uh, that's what I don't get. I mean, look, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. There have been times, and I don't know how you know stories are true, and there have been stories that I know for a fact that are true. Like sometimes you hear things. You see things um, in the world of pro wrestling. Um, I know, and I'm sure as well as you. Like we, you know, been a part of things where, hey, you know, we could report on that, but why? You know, we don't need to. It's it's sensationalistic. It's uh, you know, it could hurt some people. Um, that being said, and I, I'm just, you know, we're just got a little wrestling show here, and we're just trying to, you know, do our thing. Man, if you're Kenny Dykstra, and and you're hoping maybe someday. To get back into the WWE. Man, you're done. There's no way. That that guy's ever going to be a part of the WWE again. Unless, which I doubt. But unless this is all a work. And he shows up and John Cena kicks the hell out of him. uh, I mean, uh, like what? I, I just don't understand why he would be doing this. I mean, it's the equivalent of, you know, I'm trying to get my radio show out there and... You know, I, I found out something at SiriusXM, and I start, like, exploiting it. Well, then, obviously, I'm not going to get hired by them. I mean, I just don't understand what exactly Kenny's endgame can be. I mean, does this make any sense to you, Dave?
0: Um, no, it doesn't, but, you know, you you, you brought up a good point. Um, Dyke sure has stated in, in multiple tweets that... Um, you know, he's got no desire to go back into wrestling. He makes a good living in whatever his career he has now. He's out of the wrestling business. Um and uh I it's it's more or less per, personal animosity towards John Cena from I mean, you know, uh, from him. Um I, I, you know, you talk about you know stories and stuff that, you know, um we've heard. Um I listened to an interview on Howard Stern, maybe about Six years ago seven uh, five years ago and uh john cena was on and uh you know you, you know how howard stern is he's got sex on the brain 24 7 so of course he's asking john cena you know how many women he's you know he, he's put to bed over the course of his career being a, a a famous wrestler and uh cena didn't come up with a number but cena told a told an interesting story that um for uh, at least a month um He had a bet with most of the guys in the locker room that that he wouldn't take the ugly chick home or the fat chick home from the bar. And uh, Cena openly admitted that he won, like, a few thousand dollars over the course of a month um, in bets from the guys um, in the locker room because they didn't believe him. And he took the ugly chick or the fat chick home and, you know, gave her, you know, the – the the uh, the hustle, loyalty, and respect in the bedroom. Um, so I mean, the stories that Dykstra has 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 claimed um, to be true, um, I could see it more of a possibility of these things happening. But the wrestling fan in me, I could care less, you know. Unless we're talking about a certain Canadian individual who murdered himself and his family, um, you know. As far as personal goes, you know, I I can care less what John Cena does. You know, outside it's his business, not mine. You know what I mean? I just I just report. You know the the the, the rumors and the stories and, and and the speculation, and we talk about it. Um, as long as he's producing in the ring, and it seems like with all this uh, personal uh, affairs coming out in public lately, um, he seems to still be doing the same thing he's been doing for the past ten years in the company. So I've got no qualms about it, you know, his sex life, personal life, anything like that.
2: And and the thing is, like, with with John Cena, I mean, look, if you're a realist, I mean, personally, and no disrespect to anybody out there, but to be perfectly honest, when it comes to wrestlers or any other professional athlete, my money, if I'm going to place bets, I'm placing bets that you are cheating on your significant other sorry but you know you hear all the stories you you see what goes on so someone actually a wrestler cheating on his wife to me is is so not news um it's it's unbelievable it's it's interesting that this has gotten all its attention that being said with the attention given and sometimes in wrestling you like to blur the lines here's a thought for you and i'd like to see what you think about this storyline dave because we're going forward, and, and we talked a little, we touched on it in the beginning, that uh, right now, AJ, maybe, which is amazing as a female, but perhaps the top storyline going on in the WWE. Not the WWE Championship, not the Money in the Bank ladder matches, not anything else that's going on. It's AJ. It's where's AJ's allegiance, uh, how far is her psychosis go, um, whose corner is she going to be in? Is she going to screw either uh, person in the WWE Championship match? Uh she smooching people? And, uh, you know, quite frankly, man, that, that those two kisses uh, the other night, um, you know, if I had CM Punk on, on the line right now and I was getting to interview him, i ask him how Daniel Bryan tastes because that's just, wow, yeah, I hope you no know, I guess being in the top wrestling company in the world, uh, you know, and you're getting paid a good salary, you you take that. But, man, getting the, uh, you know, tongue down after uh, she had her tongue down the the goat face. Um, Wow, you know, what does goat taste like? So, um, you know, that being said, AJ is like the top storyline going on in the WWE. And the question is, where's her allegiance? And there's been speculation. Could her allegiance be with someone that we don't even know uh, at this point? What if she's involved with John Cena? What if when it's all said and done, John Cena wins the Money in the Bank ladder match, he gets his contract, and whomever, uh, Daniel Bryan wins the championship from, CM Punk, and everyone thinks that AJ is obviously with Daniel Bryan. She pulls something screwy, uh, you know, kicks Daniel Bryan in the nads. John Cena comes running down. Being a guest referee, she gives a quick count, and John Cena is new WWE champion. And then the new power couple in the WWE is actually AJ and John Cena. Um, it would add a different element to John Cena's character. Um, I don't know how far they would go as far as tweaking him. Um, And I don't know how far they'd go as far as, you know, changing the character drastically. But AJ is really over with the crowd. It could be for something different, something new, something exciting. Um, Because I do think right now, I, I do have that feeling that AJ is not aligned with either one of those guys in that match and... Who better than to align her with the adulterous John Cena? your thoughts, Dan
0: that's very intriguing um the, the your storyline um I like it. It'd be cool if they saw you know if if that were to take place um however, I think the timing is bad, and I think that the w w e would not want um John Cena to be betrayed as a guy who steals women from other dudes. If, if these claims by Dijkstra are to be true, um, they don't want, he's a, he's a good old boy. He's, you know, he's, he's he's a good guy, you know, he's, you know, you know, all American white meat baby face, you know, the hero, you know, he does good. He doesn't, you know, he plays by the rules. So, that image that they have of him, they want to keep that because that's what's making them money um I do like your your idea I, I think I think it would you know add some shock value to it, but um I just don't think that they would pull the trigger on that because of his current uh personal situation that has uh gone public uh, as of late so um yeah, that's where I stand on that.
2: Yeah, what if, like, you know, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, what what if, you know, if you're saying that Dykstra doesn't want to be back in, in wrestling at all, and then, you know, I mean, what if this whole thing is, is a work, and it was just, it was there purposely, and then, you know, this is going to be, uh, you know, Cena's new woman, I mean, it, it's, you know, you're right, I mean, it's funny, because I'm going, like, you know, fantasy storytelling as opposed to what actually is going to happen, and uh, you're right, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be really cool. Um, And I think it would work, and it would give uh, John Cena some some depth uh, going forward. Um, I'm curious what you you think as far as the AJ storyline. I mean, are you seeing a, a swerve on both of them, or do you think she has allegiance to one of the guys in the match?
0: It's really tough to call with her, and that's the beauty of wrestling. Like I said last week, you know, wrestling fans like to, you know, as much as a lot of wrestling fans like to, you know, think that they're the armchair booker as after a Monday night raw and say, you know, oh they could have done this better they they could have done that better. Oh I saw that coming. Yeah, that was predictable. You know, with her, you don't know. You know what I mean? You really don't know um what what's going on with her and her character. Um, so uh personally, um as far as she, as far as she goes, I mean, I I just thought it's in the top, top of my head. I mean, this this could be if you know we're in a PG era WWE. This could this kind of turned into her being a lesbian with another diva on the roster, but they would never go that route either. HLA! Right H-L-A, H-L-A, H-L-A. I, know. I know, right? But in all honesty, I could see somebody else. Getting into the mix, into the fold Um, I mean, if they were to go that route And it'd be somebody completely different It's got to be somebody that's You know, that provides You know, the viewers With some shock value, you know what I mean It's got to be somebody that is a name That can Work well in a situation Like that and get thrown into a situation Like that and not have to Deal with any problems or issues You can't be somebody new Like you can't reveal Heard to be, you know, really infatuated with Damian Sandow, just for argument's sake, or Tyson Kidd. You know what I mean? It's got to be somebody with a name like Chris Jericho, or you know, a, a, a Big Show. Even if you wanted to do that, although that, you know, it, it's I, I see it leading towards that, but then again, I could also see it leading towards absolutely nothing, because WWE's been very inconsistent as of late with their with with their booking. So, who knows where they lead to with her and her character and who she's going to align with. Part of me thinks that, you know, I've been saying it for months that they could go back to the formula with her and Daniel Bryan and make her, you know, her and Daniel Bryan a power couple, but from what I've been reading lately is that they want to make her today's modern-day version of Miss Elizabeth. Um so maybe she will go with CM Punk. Um, they both got similar looks, and, you know, they. I mean, I don't know. I, I just hope that the payoff is, is a good one. Let's just put it that yeah, way.
2: And that's really the problem when you have them like this. I mean, the payoff has to be um, worth it. Now, you know, Punk did have his shirt come out, uh, I Did Crazy Picks, and, you know, if she winds up definitively with Punk, uh, I'm sure sales of those those shirts would, would increase. Uh, yeah, it's weird because you, you know it you just—it's been great, and we don't know where she's going, and and she's done a really nice job with it. I, I would love to see the, the, I would love to see them parlay this into something more in the women's division. Uh, I think that would really help this storyline, and it would help the female division in the WWE to matter. And, and it's something different if they want to go in the direction of making her the modern day Miss Elizabeth. And you know, what Miss Elizabeth was, there will never be another Miss Elizabeth. And and you know Yeah. You
0: know,
2: the real, original Diva. And uh you know, when she was brought on the scene, um something completely different. Something that, you know, we didn't really see coming. Uh it was a great story arc when she came in. So this is this is very different. Uh to put it mildly uh, on how uh, A.J. is coming to uh, power and notoriety uh, Elizabeth was almost thrust into the spotlight Whereas A.J. is kind of taking it um, I would like, because it's something different And she can wrestle And she's not God, God's gift But um, you know, how great would it be To have the new WWE power couple Both
1: have belts
2: uh, one with the Diva Championship and, and one with the WWE title. It would make the Diva Championship matter. Uh, you know, it would be something really good for the Diva division. Uh, but, you know, as, as we're saying, the, the AJ storyline needs to have a, a significant payoff. Uh, you did bring up an interesting name. Uh, a, a Chris Jericho uh, would be something very interesting to, uh, for her to ally herself. Uh, with him. Uh, he's had a a little bit of conflict with uh, Daniel Bryant. Obviously, he had a major conflict with uh, C. Punk uh, being the rock star uh, that he is or claims to be. Um, it would give you know, AJ, she wanted to go for a real star. She wanted to go for the rock star good luck. So, I want to spin it. Uh, that would work really well. And, and moving forward out of it, because when you look at the, the writing, you need to spin out of the storyline eventually. And being a rock star going on the road, Jericho can dump her. I mean, there's, you know, works when he leaves. Uh, There's a lot of directions you can go with that. Um, If if Chris Jericho wound up being someone thrown into the mix and actually AJ goes after him, uh, that would work. And that that would be a really good payoff to the whole thing uh, moving forward. Uh, Out of all the names you mentioned, Dave, Uh, Other than, you know, my brilliant writing and my brilliant storytelling and and allying AJ with John Cena, um, if we're going to go in another direction of the names you mentioned, I I think Chris Jericho would be a a stellar name. If it's not going to be either Punk or Daniel Bryan, Uh, your thoughts.
0: Um, What about Randy Orton? He's absent. He's been gone for a while. He's due to come back at the end of the month. They could drag this out a little longer and still make it intriguing um, and put, pair her with Randy Orton I mean they wanna you know they they've wanted to groom him and make him the you know one of the top guys in the company um and he's been a top guy in some some respects, but you know a a guy like a john cena um where they can put him uh, you know media uh, you know, put him on media outlets and uh, you know, be be the face of the company because John Cena's not gonna be around forever. Um and Orton's still young too. So uh Orton's you know only like thirty one years old, thirty two maybe. Um so uh I mean Randy Orton could be another name too. Um, you know, the Jericho idea, I like that too. I like some of the possibilities they could go with that. And, you know, he's a he's a rock star, she's got that rock star look to her. Um but, you know Jericho's not going to be around too much longer. He's advertised for SummerSlam, and after that, he's going back on the road. Um, And Jericho has publicly stated that wrestling is not his number one priority anymore. Music is with Fozzie. So I don't know if they want to put her and Jericho into that and invest time into that. Maybe Jericho won't have his heart 100% into it. Not saying that, you know, his heart isn't 100% into wrestling now, but maybe... You know, they want to do other things with Jericho. I think Jericho is a name that right now, currently, his stature in wrestling, um, he's used to give other guys a rub. I think that he did that with CM Punk, um, you know, this past spring uh, heading towards WrestleMania. Um, so I like the ideas, but, you know, you never it's, it's very confusing. You never know where this is going to go with her.
4: Uh,
2: and like you bring said, up a good point. Because as much as it, – it's funny with people and, and wrestling fans and, and how, you know, different guys are perceived. And, you know, all right, Randy Orton, he's he's a better worker than, than John Cena. I mean, I'll, I'll put that out there, and I get that. But it's interesting how, like, certain guys will get criticized for getting stale and certain guys get a bit of a pass. It's a good name to bring up because, personally – I kind of find Randy Orton's character a little stale. I get it. You're yeah, you're the Viper, and you slip around, and you walk really slowly to the ring, and, and that's your, your gig. And so when you talk about like storylines and, and characters evolving and stuff, I mean, to me, watching Orton on TV, like you know, that character is a little stale too. Uh, you know, John Cena does not have a, you know a lock on being the only character that's uh, a wee bit stale. Uh, Orton's character is stale as well. And, and, you know, AJ kind of bringing, uh, you know, liking the Viper, uh, really going after the real dangerous boy, um, you know, that would work for her character. And it would give, uh, you know, Randy something different, uh, something to tweak this, especially coming back uh you know, something new and interesting when he comes back, not just him just being back. Uh I, I like that name. I, I think that that could be something really interesting with uh AJ. We just AJ's a slut. We just have her over the course of these past few minutes we've had her with just about every guy in the company. Uh what do you guys think out there? Give us a call, three four seven, eight three eight, nine eight five. We got a little bit of time left, three four seven, eight three eight nine eight one five. I'll also get on the Facebook. We're gonna we're gonna announce uh, you know we're gonna talk about it in a little bit, but uh the nod of approval. Check us out on Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. We want to know who you give the nod of approval to this week. And we're gonna get to that in a little bit. So go on Facebook page, check us out. Uh we are in a destination X mode tonight. Tonight the TNA Destination X Pay-per-view and we have been talking About that a bit tonight and I think we're both in agreement that There does not appear to be A bad match on this Card tonight David as far as the Matches we're saying that there does not Appear to be a bad match on The card if you can only Watch one match tonight what match Are you looking forward to most
0: Well Kenneth (laughs) If I were to watch one match on the card and one match only, see, that's tough to call, man. It really is. It, it, there's so many good ones out there on this card. You got Last Man Standing with AJ. You got the, you know, AJ and Daniels. You got the the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, you got Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe in a Bound for Glory Series match. If there was one match... I my gut tells me I'd probably go with Joe and Angle. I I I like the I like the resurgence of uh, of uh, Samoa Joe in recent months. You know, it started with his tag team run with Magnus. He's I mean, what a difference a year makes. A year ago, he was on a losing streak in the Bound for Glory series. Now he's number two in the standings right now. Granted, it's still early, but he's. he's being portrayed as a force and a threat in this. You know, you were talking about how you mentioned that James Storm, uh, you know, it's very obvious that he could win this and face Bobby Roode. What if they decided to do a tie in the Bound for Glory series somehow and set up a triple threat for Bound for Glory with Roode, Storm, and Joe? I mean, you know, I I, I like the, you know, you got Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's number three, you know, in the Bound for Glory series. I I like those two. They've had great matches. They had a great first run. I mean, when the two of them, when Kurt Angle went to TNA, when the news broke that he was going to TNA, I remember I didn't watch the pay-per-view that night. I was at work, and I got a text from my brother, and he said, Kurt Angle to TNA. This is huge. And nobody saw it coming. Um, And... I remember going online reading the news and then all of a sudden there's comments on some of the news pages. Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, dream match, make it happen. And I thought to myself, they'll make it happen at some point, but it will be further down the line. They'll build it up. And then they put it on the pay-per-view the next month. And it was a great match. Granted, Joe lost and Angle ended the streak, and it made sense for Angle to end the streak, but I didn't think they were going to do it that quickly. Um, So, um, I, I always like and Joe and Kurt Angle. I mean, they, I was at Lockdown in 2008 in Boston when Joe beat Angle in that MMA style cage match. It was a cage match, but they had like almost like MMA style rules. Angle came out in like MMA shorts and he taped his feet up, and it was very submission based and MMA you know themed to the match. I mean, it was a great match. Joe won the belt. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with these two when they get in the ring. And uh, they got just a natural chemistry with each other. And that would probably be the match I look forward to most if I were to watch any match on the card tonight is between the two of them.
2: You know, it's funny because I will say this about the pay-per-view. Looking forward to uh, one match in particular, It's and I'm going to split it and I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to talk about two matches, storyline-wise, and and how they're going to progress things and how it's going to unfold. It's the title match. It's Bobby Roode and Austin Aries. Uh, you know, I I do think that you know they're both good workers and they're going to put on a good match, but I kind of want to see where they go. Uh, Character-wise, they they've done a really good job at uh, you know putting over Austin Aries as as a legit contender. Uh, tremendous, tremendous talent. And, uh, you know, to the point where he's on the poster uh, right next to him, it says, I am the main event. So they they really put him over as, like, the guy. Uh, Storytelling-wise, I want to see where they're going to go with that. I want to see how these guys work with each other, and I want to see, you know, how this all progresses and how the storyline goes. That being said, if I'm looking at just a match, I, I'm in agreement with you, Angle Joe. Uh, always been a big Samoa Joe fan and and um, huge Kurt Angle fan. I mean, you know, because he went to TNA at this time period, um, you know, he, he doesn't get – and as he gets a lot of credit. I don't think he even gets nearly the credit he deserves. I, I mean, when it's all said and done and when you really start to look at Angle's body of work and an angle on the microphone, an angle as a character, as and both a face and a heel. Um he really and truly should be on the short list on uh, of all time greats. Uh you know, if he was in the WWE this whole time, uh he'd he'd probably be looked at uh in a little more high regard uh in the world of professional wrestling but you know, you, you start to look at what he does in the ring and what he does on the mic. And th- this guy is an all-time great. Um, you know, I mean, Dave and I, we've gotten into this argument uh, before with uh Shawn Michaels and, uh, you know, where Shawn Michaels ranks in, in history. And, you know, on the WWE uh, DVD, he was ranked number one. Uh, personally, I find Michaels overrated. You do not. And discussion for a different show. Uh, however, when I when I look at a Kurt Angle, and if I compare him to a guy like a Shawn Michaels, who's been put in that upper echelon of all time greats, you know, I think you know, well, in ring, all right, I'd probably give the nod to Angle. Uh, on the microphone, probably give the nod to Angle. I, uh, you know, and those are the two major aspects in the in the world of pro wrestling, and and. You know, I don't think Angle really gets credit as far as really being on the short list of all-time greats. And that being said, Samoa Joe, another great talent. Not quite at that all-time great level, but uh, a good talent. And two guys that have some great in-ring chemistry. Uh, These guys cannot go wrong. Uh, A lot of wrestling fans, I know, this is the match they're looking forward to. And there's no storyline. It's just a Bound for Glory series match, but just knowing what these two guys can do in the ring, um, people are looking forward to to this match. So, um, you know, kudos to what these two can do. Um, So match-wise and physicality and athleticism, I'm looking forward to Angle Samoa Joe. But as far as uh, facilitating a storyline, I'm really curious about the TNA heavyweight picture and where they go. Uh, coming out of this. And that being said, Dave, you know what it's time for.
0: The, the Ken Reading show Show no. Nod of Approval.
2: I think, you know, that might be... Maybe the best intro to a segment in, in in radio today, at least. That is just a kick-ass intro.
0: Didn't don't you agree? On... Yeah, I do agree. It's kick-ass. Didn't somebody on Facebook say it was terrible, or they needed to change it, or something? Who was it? Did they? You
2: know, it's, it's I don't know. I, I try not to pay attention to that stuff. It's interesting though, thinking that out of all the stuff we talk about over the course of two hours, that someone felt the need to take a couple minutes to. Say they don't like a five-second intro. Go figure. There's a lot of other stuff to talk about, but you know what? We welcome all opinions, but sorry, man. We're keeping the intro to the nod of approval. So there we go. We got our nod of approval. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Um, We're talking all about wrestling, and our nod of approval segment is a segment that You know, just something where you just kind of nod to yourself and say, that worked. It could be anything in the world of pro wrestling, a performance, a promo, a match, a show, whatever you want. Uh, It's something that you just looked at and said, yeah, you know, that really worked. And you just kind of nod to yourself. Um, And that is called the nod of approval. Uh, You know what? First off, I am going to go to the Facebook page because we got some people responding on the Facebook page. Give us – their nod of approval, and it's funny because this week on the Ken Reedy Show, uh, we are running an initials special because for the nods of approval, we got three on there, and we got an AA, a KK, and an AJ. Uh it was a Richard Array with an AA. This is nod approval. Austin Aries, is not of approval. Michael Lancaster giving us KK which I'm assuming is Kenny King. Kenny King getting the nod of approval, and Michelle DeGee gives us AJ. And her reasoning, we actually got a reason from Michelle, WWE, the WWE AJ, she had to specify, uh, and because she's a little bit of nothing and she's taking over, and that's why the WWE AJ, the crazy female, not the guy impregnating crackheads, gets Shell's nod of approval this week. Dave, who gets your out of approval?
0: My out of approval this week goes to the segment that took place on Impact. Um I was reading Tony's blog. I mentioned earlier that my D V R uh tapped out and uh didn't record Impact and um I was reading Tony's Impact blog and um he go, went over the segment between uh Bobby Roode and um and uh Chris Sabin. Chris Sabin, I guess, uh had uh, uh, injured his ACL, I had reported a few weeks ago, and uh, he came out to explain, you know, the, the severity of his injury, how long he was going to be out. So I went on YouTube and I watched it this morning, and um, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, Saban came out and uh, got a pretty strong reaction, uh solid reaction, I should say, and um, started going on in his preamble about his injury, and then all of a sudden Rude came out and just, being the total jerk of a heel that he was, just totally ran down Chris Saban and, you know, took his moment away. And it was very ironic that with this Destination X, X-Division-themed pay-per-view coming up, he taunted a former multi-time X-Division champion who's now injured, and it was a good way to write him off television. Just rude, was overall, just a jerk. There was nothing that you could like about what he did for, you know, from an emotional standpoint Or from a character standpoint He played it so well And, you know, did such a great job He kicked Saban's, you know, crutch out from under him And, you know, it got some heat And the crowd's got, you know, sympathy for Sabin And who knows, if Saban decides to come back If he can ever come back um, You got something ready-made for him when he comes back You know, run with Bobby Roode If Bobby Roode's still at the top of the card in TNA So, um that, my friends, is my nod of approval.
2: It's interesting you bring that up because I found myself, when I talk about the nod of approval, when that, that moment we had just kind of sit there and you nod to yourself. And to be honest, as Impact ended the other night, I, I found myself kind of nodding in general uh, towards TNA. I, I like what they, they've done. And, and post-lockdown, which, you know, we talked about it here. We thought it was a good pay-per-view, not a great pay-per-view, but it was good with an absolutely dead crowd that really took away from the pay-per-view uh, in and of itself. Um, since that time and since they've gone live, really, really, really putting out a good product. Uh, very pleased with what TN is putting out there. Um Going live has been a tremendous uh, asset for them. Slammiversary, kick-ass pay-per-view. And our mid-year awards came in second place to WrestleMania as far as pay-per-view of the year. Uh, People are speculating now going towards Destination X this could be the pay-per-view of the year. Uh, You have one pay-per-view that that people voted for as pay-per-view of the year and their next pay-per-view. People are already talking that the way the card is shaped up, it could be the pay-per-view of the year. Company's doing something right right now. And there was a time where we were like, TNA just couldn't get out of their own way. Everything is working. And I will say this, and we talked about the AJ storyline. Um, you know, as much as the payoff when Crackhead Clare showed up, maybe not what we we're all looking for. It's still, with the, the mix of it being live, it's still compelling TV. It's not TV that is prompting me to turn the channel. And that and that's most important. We're still, as, as wrestling fans, still curious what the payoff of the, the Crackhead, Claire, AJ, Dixie, that whole storyline, what the payoff is going to be. It's keeping us watching. So... We can be critical all day. We can talk creatively that they should have gone a different direction. We may not like what they're doing creatively. However, it's not making me want to change the channel. I'm still compelled and interested to see where it goes. So what you have said, uh, Dave, about that segment. It was a great segment. Uh, what Bobby Wood is doing is working right now. Uh, he is an asshole. I mean, he's, he's a complete prick. Uh, they're giving us pay-per-view, quote-unquote, pay-per-view quality matches, on impacts, uh, five star matches. I mean, Storman Hardy was a great match on Thursday night, and next, thing, you know, coming out of the pay per we already have a uh, Angle versus Anderson to look forward to at, at the next Impact. So they're giving us big matches um, on these Impact shows. Uh, the the promos for the most part have been good, and when I started thinking about my nod, I just kind of I looked at TNA and said, you know what? For for the first time in a long time, I, I could probably I could definitively say that for the most part TNA is firing on all cylinders and they're putting on a really good wrestling show. For this wrestling fan, each and every week they're putting on a good wrestling show. And for two hours, when I want to turn on the T V and I want to see two hours, a two hour solid program of professional wrestling Right now, Impact is smackdown and raw beat. Period. For a solid two hours of entertainment, Impact is the best wrestling show on TV right now. Might not have the pyrotechnics, might not have the, the, uh, the over-the-top uh, arenas and the, and the crowds and, and everything else. It may not have the production value of the WWE. However, if I'm going to watch two hours. And I'm gonna and I'm hoping to be into each and every storyline and into the matches. Impact has got the other shows beat right now. That's just it. There's there's enough said right there. And I hope you know, people who have have uh walked away from TNA, uh maybe stopped watching for a while, but haven't given TNA a chance. Uh give it a chance now, because they, they're doing some good work over there. It's it's a good program. So I am being a little long-winded here, but uh, TNA gets my nod of approval overall, and the Bobby rude segment on Impact gets Dave's nod of approval. So TNA, a clean sweep this week on The Ken Reedy Show. The Ken, the Ken Reedy Show nod of approval. approval. I just get goosebumps every time I hear that. It's just so good. I, you know what? I think I'm gonna take that that nod of approval intro, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I have it on my iPod. And I think I'm gonna like when it's gonna be on my workout mix, just to get me going because it, it's it's just it's so damn good.
0: It's gonna be long enough for you to do like three push push-ups, though.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> So well, when I'm feeling to...
0: particularly lazy at
2: the gym. I'll just like put on the nod of approval. Yep, done. There we go.
0: <laughs> if that's the if that's the case, you can just walk in the door and walk out. You won't even have to <laughs> work out that
2: day. We <laughs> yeah, gotta we gotta talk about one day like things that wrestling fans do that normal human beings don't. Because I'm, I'm talking about workout mix and. We got a couple minutes left, but whatever. We can go off on tangents here. But I'm going to admit it right here on the air for the first time, admitting it in public. But on my workout mix on my iPod, and the first song on the mix is actually the Goldberg theme.
0: And <laughs> I can just picture it now. You yes, let and, me guess. <laughs> let me guess. And I have you to make
2: sure, but it's not just the Goldberg theme because I have to make sure. I turn on, like I put my, my earphones in, and I have to make sure it's on as I'm leaving the locker room. I can't press play <laughs> once I'm out of the door. Wait, so I, I put out, pull out I, I get it all ready, I close my, my locker, I lock it, then the headphones go in, then I press play, wait for a couple seconds for it to get going, and I march around the hallway. And I try to time it right, so like I walk out, right, when there's like a, tsh- and, and then I get, I'm, I'm pumped and I, I go into the workout. So that's the beginning of my workout mix. You ever want to put on Facebook or call us in, there's some things you as a wrestling fan do that, that normal people probably don't do. And no, I'm sure there's a lot. I can,
0: but that's just, what I- I, I can picture it now. You you leave the locker room, and there's, like, 40 tops in the gym that escort you to, like, the free weight section or the cardio section of the gym. (laughs) Spitting and snorting all kinds of garbage. It's
2: (laughs) it's funny. I I, I know that, like, probably half the gym think I'm, like, an asshole because I just have, like, a scowl on my face. I'm walking out of the locker room. And it's not (laughs) because they don't know I'm listening to Goldberg, and I got to get myself pumped to hit the weights. But anyway, with a minute and a half left on a Destination X Sunday, thank you all for tuning in and being a part of this little thing we call the Ken Reedy Show. Dave, thanks for getting on board. Just, you know, try try and keep it in line going forward, you know, because we don't want to incur the wrath of the DOD.
0: Uh, I'm – I'm good where I'm at right now. I'm going to be professional, like I said. So we don't need to worry about me about getting in line. Let's just go about it with the show, okay? That's what I'm here for. I'm a team player. I love to do this. I wouldn't be here if I didn't love to do this, okay? So as far as your project with the Dynasty of Destruction goes, keep that to yourself. That's all I ask, please, out of respect. Well, it, it, it's not. It, it's,
2: you know, when it comes to Dynasty of Destruction, it, it's not a product It's a way of life. And you just you know, trains leaving the station, man. You got to get on board. Thank you all for tuning in to the Kendrick We do this each and every week, Sundays to 8 p.m. Tell your friends, tune in. The best in pro wrestling talk. We'll be here next Sunday to give you the best in pro wrestling talk, and then the following week on the thousandth episode of Raw Monday Night Edition. Oh my tag team partner, Dave. This is Ken Reedy. Thank you all for tuning in. See you next week, everybody.